are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Engaging an exciting conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Every week on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Hi guys, welcome to another week of Radiant Culture. Today we've got a, a very, very, very interesting topic that I think everybody has something to say about. And if you do have something to say about, don't forget, there's a comment section. Please do. We love reading them and then ignoring them. <laughs> just, <laughs> just joking. Just say, we love you all. We love you all. <laughs> anyway, we've got two fantastic guests um, with us this, well, whatever time of day you're listening to us. And I'm going to leave them. Wait, wait. I have to say myself who I'm, right? Uh, this is Biscuit. <laughs> Your friendly Biscuit. In case you're wondering. <laughs> In case you're wondering. You know me, my fans. I love you all. And uh, we've got Mr. Ken in the house. Yeah, I'm back. I know you all don't really like it when I come because I'm the general. So it's like a coup again. <laughs> yeah. What What coup? <laughs> spiritual coup. It's a spiritual coup. <laughs> But yeah, um, today's topic, we're actually going to be talking about, um, well, let, let's just say the title, which is, um, is it time to change the way we do church? Yeah. So I'll explain what that is in a minute, but I'm going to let our guests introduce themselves. Yeah. So uh, uh, guys, if you could tell us a little bit about yourselves, we can start on this side. Sure. Ladies first, oh, take it away. Um, my name is Shamiso Bobo, um, that's spelled B-O-B-O. Um, I'm from uh, Methodist Greendale. I've um I was born a Methodist, if there's such a thing. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. What else did they didn't know about me? I'm a very outspoken person. I love to love. So I love wow. love. I don't wow. know if that makes sense. That's really good. Yeah, so very good. It's like I love God. I love love. You know, yeah, that's me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Very right. cool. Right. Um so I am Craig, husband of one wife. You need to say that. It's important in Africa to say that. Eh? It is. <laughs> You've really got to say that. Uh, I've got two beautiful daughters. One is three and a half. One is coming up to two years old. Um, born and bred in Zimbabwe. Uh, I work at a church called Harvest. Um, assistant pastor there. And you love love and love God. Can't think of anything. <laughs> no, I, uh, I think what I'm most passionate about is, is seeing people make the most of their lives on earth. So seeing people who don't know the Lord uh, come to faith and live for something that matters and with, in, with a relationship with the, the one who created them. And to see people who are Christ followers not waste the time that we have on earth, the limited time, um, and live for what can count for all eternity. Wow. Cool. Thank you very much, guys, for being on the show. So just in case you're wondering where the usual hosts are, T-Mac is in the U.S. Um, yeah, so she'll be coming back end of the month. And Cookie Monster is in Cape Town. He's at, he's at a conference there. So they'll be back. Don't worry. We just hijacked for just two weeks and they'll be back. Cool. So Biscuit, take it mm. away, man. Feel free to give the episodes we're hosting a five-star rating to indicate that they are your preferred choice. <laughs> but, um, getting right into it. I mean, before you ask that, is there a reason why you asked us to 
do the podcast in the two weeks where the real hosts aren't here. Were we like the last choice and you're saving the best and we're just the fillers? I mean, just so we know. No, no, you're the highly esteemed elite ones. Okay, perfect, exactly. perfect. Wow. perfect. Okay. That, makes, that makes sense, right? Exactly. Well, this is auspicious. <laughs> Thank you, we like titles. <laughs> All right, so uh, before we we got into the show, we were kind of explaining what was happening. So for the benefit of the audience, we'll just go into that again, the the background. So this day and age, technology has been going on, society has been changing, lives have been changing, everything's been happening, time has been moving. And of course, the church cannot ignore that, but does not always need to move with that. That said, we should also analyze where we are coming from and whether that still applies to our mission. Um, If we could say the church's overall mission is to disciple and to bring people to Christ. Mm -hmm. So is what we're doing still helping that or is what we're doing now hindering that? Or is there something we should be doing um, in terms of how we do church as a whole? Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. that that kind of covers what we're talking Mm -hmm. about, right? All right. So maybe a good place to start is, uh, how we're doing things right now. Now, both of you guys are from two totally different ways of doing church, shall we say. So, I'll start with you. I'm tempted to say you're, you're, the others are methodical, the others are random. Oh, random. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> there, there's, there's, wow. you know, there's sense in both routes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, mm. uh, can we say Shami? Shami. 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 All right. So, Shamin, like, uh, would you be able to tell us where your current, where the way you do service even came from? Wow. Um, and the Why it's that church. way? Um, well, there's like, there's like a, like a, like a head, right? Like, I should know this. I'm, I'm a PK. My gosh. Um, Translation, pastor's um, kid. Pastor's kid. <laughs> there's, um, like the central, like, um, like all the churches, like all the heads of all the, the churches, districts yeah. get together and then they decide on um, how they're going to like, like the, the titles for the Sunday services, mm-hmm. like the calendar basically. Yeah. And then um, from there, there's a general order of service. It's not set, but it's, 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 it's a guideline mm-hmm. um, where like you start with obviously an opening prayer, you know, um, a song, and then you've got um, uh, notices, then you've got another song, then you've got a collection, then you've got yeah. a song, and then you've got the, 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 the preacher, and then you have a song, and then, you know, service is over. Um, so that is, it's a guideline, but any preacher or, or reverend who comes up that day can, can change it. Mm-hmm. However, it is still very, you know, rigid. Yeah. Okay. Um, in the sense that, um, um, in comparison to say other churches or Pentecostal churches, they can have a whole hour of praise and worship prior. It's something that um, Orthodox churches don't really get into, mm. um, unless it's a specific, um, you know, like event. Yeah. Okay. Um, otherwise, on a normal Sunday, there's no like hour of just worship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually one or two songs, then, you know, they get into it. So um, that's basically it. There's an, uh, there's an order. We follow that. Whoever is preaching kind of uses that as a guideline. And that's the way it's been for years. Yeah. Years. 
and, which is not necessarily bad. Exactly. I suppose no, it's, it's not. I suppose it's analyzing the impact that it's having mm-hmm. for it's not. Christ. I don't, yeah. I don't think. I think sometimes um, I know it's gonna be completely awkward because everybody else probably would expect me to take on the role of no, this is the way it should be done. It's been done for centuries, and this is what we're gonna do. Um, I actually think differently. I think um, there's a part of me that um, really acknowledges the fact that this is the way it was done and it has worked. It worked then and there's no reason it shouldn't work now. However, the, the in terms of the structure, mm-hmm. however, when it comes to the spiritual side of things, we can tweak a few things. You know what I mean? We could tweak okay. a few things in terms of like worship. Because yeah. um, the, the number of minutes we spend as a congregation in mm-hmm. worship is not substantial mm-hmm. for me. Okay. So I find it um, that I get home on a Sunday and I'm listening to worship music on like on TV the whole day. You want to or supplement. like just to kind of like okay. supplement um on the worship even word sometimes because yeah. we also have that set you know um if you're preaching you know about 30 minutes you know of yeah. talk time mm-hmm. um and then after that it's it's you know and then you've got other churches where they do the whole day yeah. as the spirit leads <laughs> or whatever you know happens mm-hmm. in, in other churches yeah but um i feel like when it comes to it's a method that works but when it comes to the actual need of our spirits and our souls, I think we need to pick up the pace a little. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I guess it's a case of deciding whether if it's working, don't break it. Yeah. Yeah. Or do you improve even if it's working? Okay. So we should ask Craig, why did he break it? Yeah. Why did, <laughs> Why did break I break it? that system? <laughs> um, I, I'll start off by saying it was Wesley hey, who founded yeah. me, and I, I think yeah, I, I think amazing. So uh, I, I'm not there to bat it at all. I think w- we would really try and aim. Harvest is in the middle of a transition, so there were people who'd been leading it for 18 years, retired, and then I I came on to help in that trans- transition process. And I suppose my heart in it is to say. How can we take people on that journey, as you shared at the beginning, Biscuit, yeah. on um, meeting Christ, giving their lives to him, but then not staying there and actually growing? Yeah. Um, because I suppose that's going to be a lot of our debate as yeah. we go forward. So we would still have structure. Um, you know, we usually done in an hour and a half, and that's us. And if it goes to, for, to two hours, people start to want to leave. <laughs> you know? But that's part of the problem with white people. You know, we, we operate, on, we operate on, on timing, and it's very yeah. important to us, <laughs> which, is, which, which sometimes it shouldn't be. Uh-huh. So uh, we, we, would, we would have our structure in the openness to God doing other yeah. things. So we'll, we'll do notices, we'll have music, and we will... Uh, have a talk and time for open prayer, but we try to have structure in that to honor people and honor people's timing. Um, but also, structure actually provides for freedom. So, uh, oh, you, you know, so if, if you just have freedom for the sake of it, mm. um, then a lot of the times it can be ineffective freedom. And if you look at God and how the world operates, it's not chaotic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so structure is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. It's important to God. Mm-hmm. Um, so he suddenly does things that we don't expect. 
And we, we want to be open to that, to someone suddenly being healed. Um, and we had a, a lady two weeks ago healed of cancer. Amazing. Wow. Doctors reports and everything. Wow. And we, we prayed and God did it. And we're like, Lord, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, we operate uh, within a structure. And I'm always trying to balance uh, word and spirit, um, mm. truth and being relevant and keeping the message of the gospel the same because that never changes. Mm-hmm. But looking at how do we present that? in a changing culture. Okay. So it's, it's always going to be a learning curve and lesson, and we're trying to play with those areas. Yeah. It's actually something we were actually discussing on the previous episode, and we actually came to the conclusion that, you know, church should be like Coca-Cola. I mean, Coca-Cola is the same, but it's presented in a different way, sometimes in a bottle and sometimes in a can or in a fountain mm-hmm. or whatever. The but still it's still Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah. so true. And, and Jesus is Jesus. He can never change. Correct. You know, Jesus think... at this church should be Jesus at the same, mm. at other church. Yeah. And, and I, suppose, I suppose the gauge for each of us yeah. um, in how we're doing it, as I said, is are we seeing genuine life change? Because it isn't all about the numbers. We'll talk about that as well. Yeah. But we should be seeing people's lives change. If they're meeting Jesus, we should be yeah. seeing new people come to faith and people who've been Christians for a long time growing in their faith. Yeah. And we should always be looking and assessing that. Um, I think you said something important when you said relevance. And then you also touched a little bit on it when you said numbers. Yeah. I think um, I find it problematic uh-huh. when um, the word has to have a bow on top. Mm. Correct. It's a okay. kind of like yeah. a marketing scheme uh, yeah. to get people to show up. Exactly. Ah, okay. I find yeah. that problematic okay. because um, it, it means the way we've been doing things is, is not working to convict the next person. Okay. Um, or our methods or how we, I, I don't want to say the word because the mm. word is the word. Yeah. It is constant. Mm-hmm. So it should be in the way we want to tell the word, but live our lives yeah. or the way that we package the word uh-huh. and present it to somebody else. Um, and it's also in the way that we are failing. I think the church in general, whether, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whatever denomination yeah. is failing to get to the core of the issue because of structure. Interesting okay. twist coming from That's a Methodist. <laughs> but I think we're failing to get to the core of the actual reason. When we're now talking about numbers and how many people are coming and how we, uh-huh. th- that's that's just that's uh-huh. just a result of what is already, you know, t- what already took place, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because um uh-huh. if <sighs> I don't know how to say this, <laughs> but if we have to get into a like if we have to get to a place where we're motivating people to listen to the word there's something that's lacking in our deliverance or in the way we present ourselves as god lovers okay Mm. true that is affecting somebody else or that is failing to reach the actual core of an individual so relevance the word is always relevant Mm. I think the word is always relevant, no matter what, to an alcoholic, to uh, whether they want to change or not. Mm-hmm. The mm. word should always just, you know, and I believe is very relevant. Timeless. Yeah. Mm. But when it comes to, you know, 
our expectations as individuals um, onto, you know, other people in terms of how they're supposed to then present themselves or show up at church every Sunday for an hour mm. um, is the right thing to do. And if you do that, that's not, you know, that's not the way to go or whatever. I, think I can't remember the last time I wore a tie to church. Wow, yeah. really? Scary. Yeah, which is scary. <laughs> <laughs> I actively <laughs> avoid it. <laughs> no, seriously, Ken, when was the last time? You know wow. how many years? Yeah, I, I, yeah. In, I can't I not stand it. People come in shorts We're, to us. Wow, that is Even the music team. Now that's scary, yeah? Yeah, that is just... <laughs> I think you got to look like, sharp. I, like, for me, because, <laughs> because of can't. my background, if I was a guy, I would probably be wearing a tie all the time uh-huh. for church. But as 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 a girl, I I have church clothes, uh-huh. church clothes, mm, church clothes, nice. literally. And um, my mom would make sure, at my tender age, uh, um, <laughs> she would make sure that whatever it is that I'm wearing is presentable to the congregation. Yeah. Whether I am preaching there, whether I am singing, whether I'm doing anything, even if I'm just attending, there's a certain you know, that's yeah. what I feel has taken, like, it's, it's taking things a little too, we're focusing more on the religious side of Christianity than mm-hmm. the actual, you know, following Christ part mm-hmm. of Christianity. Very good. So from what you're saying, you actually have led us into our next section, which is, okay, so we've got these ways that we've already described of how we mm-hmm. we, we do church. And already, you've already picked up on something that, you're saying that maybe it's time we really look at how we're doing church, how we are delivering the message, mm. how we are structuring this church service, mm. because you kind of feel like we're not getting to the core of what we're meant to be doing or what we're meant to be achieving as a church, right. which is, you know, helping people grow, you know, mm. making disciples, because that's the core man- mandate of the mm. church, right. to make disciples, you know, people come to salvation and then they grow spiritually in their knowledge of God. So currently, with the way we're structured and the different structures mm. that we've already described, is it effective? Are we actually effectively helping people grow? If not, what needs to change? Mm. Wow. Very good. That's a yeah. order. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, do you want to go? No, I, I just was going to add a little something to yeah, that and yeah. just say, I, I guess what we're asking is, yes, people are coming to both mm. variations yeah. and all the other variations yeah. that they are. They're coming and they're sitting through the whole service, yeah. be it a whole day or one hour. Yeah. They're sitting through it. Is anything going in? With yeah. the way yeah. it's being done. With the way it's being done. That, yeah. That's it's the true. only question, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or are they just walking out and yeah. coming next Sunday? Mm-hmm. Pretty much, and, uh, are people just coming to church to be entertained? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we just have to look at Zimbabwe that's apparently 80% Christian. Exactly. Yeah, apparently. And <laughs> apparently. And I say apparently because the country wouldn't be like it is. If Where that's if that's yeah. if that's true, yeah. I mean, the, I, I would say the stats are probably closer to 20%. Yeah. If mm-hmm. that, uh, I think if you go back to early church. Uh, early biblical church, yeah. I think a huge amount of it was doing life together okay. yeah. um, in the in the mess of life, walking with each other through difficult financial decisions, marriage issues, uh, and, and actually being in the know and rubbing shoulders with each other, with our sin, with our mess, and, and growing together. Yeah. And I think in the speed that the world now operates, 
um, the amount that we're connected to technology mm-hmm. um, and the, the the system of church currently, it's almost like a checklist where, great, I've gone on Sunday, I attended small group on Wednesday, I served on this team, perfect, ideal Christ follower. And <laughs> I tweeted about it. Yes, and I tweeted about it as well, and, and I took I a picture tweet- of yes. the... the uh, and and then, then we're missing the point where where being a disciple is following Christ. Yeah. And so I, I think it's possible to have a large church and to do things well and to advertise well. Um, and it's possible that people can grow and they can be, you know, they can grow through that provided there's a very strong focus on community, on walking together, mm. On, mm. on, on really making our lives look like Christ. And that becomes harder the the larger a church becomes. Mm-hmm. But I think what I would like to see change in in my church and others in Harare is th- the real iron sharpens iron. Uh, we're in this to look like Christ. We're seeing things in each in our friends' lives that that aren't right. We're challenging each other with a heart of love, mm-hmm. like what you said to say. We, we want to be a light to the world. Mm. We want to shine brightly. Mm. And, and, and that's going to bring people to Christ. And let's help each other do that. And that takes time. It takes being in each other's homes. It's mm. costly because we love being individual. Mm-hmm. We, we don't like putting ourselves out. And it, so, so it's a cost. And so often we don't want that cost because it interferes with our life. But if we saw the benefit that Christ could bring through the sacrifice with each other, I think we'd see massive change. Mm. Can I can I slightly yeah. challenge that old question? Definitely. <laughs> um, maybe it's not so much that the churches aren't doing what they should be doing, it's or that they're not. Iron is not sharpening iron. It's maybe we're still sharpening it the same way, and it changed. the The iron itself mm. is not exactly the same iron that it used to be. Um, well, maybe whatever we're sharpening with is blunt. Maybe, yep. because you could say, you're right, it takes a lot of time to build that community. And I'm 100% on that, mm. that community should be where it's all about. That, that, that camaraderie, that being in each other, not maybe in each other's business too much, but mm. being in each other's lives. Each other's yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we need to be in each other's business. Yeah. It, it's vital. And it's not like yonks ago where you could we, Zimbabwe it used to have a very strong culture of visiting people mm-hmm. just visiting yeah, each other just dropping in yeah. just dropping in yeah. irritating yeah. they may stay for a month but <laughs> they have dropped, yeah, in. dropped in that has gone because of changes because of cars because of electricity because of many factors that have just changed the way we because live of our WhatsApp. lives because of WhatsApp. WhatsApp. not there yeah. so <laughs> even if you are there yes. so the community now is different. Yes, there's cell groups. Yes, there's home group. But yeah. now there's WhatsApp groups. Mm, and definitely. the question is, are we still trying to engage people the same way when it's not, it, it might be foreign to us, but they're now engaged mm. in a different way. Mm. I think like, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, and I feel like uh, the the way we communicate um, the message, like we've got lots of outlets, like you said, we've got lots of social media stuff, we've yeah. got podcasts mm-hmm. that I can listen to when I'm like cooking or whatever yeah. at home, mm-hmm. right? Um, those help tremendously mm-hmm. and they also destroy tremendously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why yeah, I, I say so is um, 
the time that I am spending cooking, I can also listen to something. Yeah. yeah. That has I can also be on app like yeah. texting people yeah. in groups, in yeah. individuals, yeah. whatever, right? My it has cultivated in me a culture of multitasking, which is good and bad. Yeah. yeah okay. Because um I can do everything, but I can only master one or two. There's no way I'm going to give my full attention to everything at the same time, mm. always. Yeah. That's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. However, with um, the younger generation, that's normal. It's all them. they know. That's all yeah. they know. Yeah. It's normal to talk to your parents and be on app and still text the person and still say, yeah, okay, mom, and I'm going to do it yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. it makes sense to them. Mm -hmm. um, to the older generation, my mom would say, put your phone down, I'm talking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then I'll be like, okay, sorry. Then I'll have to listen to her. Then say, okay. Then she'll say, go do it now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then I have to leave my phone and I feel like my life has just been <laughs> ripped apart. And then I go and do whatever I have to do and come back. And then, you know, um, I believe that it, also, it destroys us because it cultivates in us that um, doing everything but mastering nothing. Mm. Meaning uh, we're limited to the 140 characters on Twitter mm -hmm. yeah. to say our opinions. Anything more than that, it's too much for me to take in and scroll through a thousand friends, posts and things like that at the same time. And <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Quite famous having thousands of friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't need, you only know about like 50 of them. <laughs> but um, like going through um, that notion that our, our attention span uh -huh. is being limited as well yeah. through technology. Yeah. Meaning if I post a whole paragraph on Facebook uh -huh. of how I'm feeling about churches and this as that, my friends will probably read three, four sentences of it. Someone will comment, LOL, you know, yeah. or someone will comment like, and then that's it. They don't really need to read the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Or if I post a, a 10 second video and I'm like, guys, I think the church should do this and that, 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 that. Full stop, send it. Someone might be like, okay, this is interesting. And then before you know it, the whole thread is got lots of people commenting on it. It's limiting our um, uh, ability to take time and actually invest ourselves into things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we've got so many other options. So options are good, but they're also distractive. Mm. So I think I would lean more to the um, taking the time aspect of it. Um, I try this. It's very mm. difficult mm -hmm. for me to put on my podcast and listen to, say, T.D. Jakes mm -hmm. without doing anything else. Wow. I can't... Go on Twitter. I can't go on Instagram. I can't go on anything else. The phone allows me to do that. Yeah. So generally, mm -hmm. I would do that. But just putting it down and listening to his sermon, he's talking about this. Just shut everything out, put your earphones in and listen. That's it's difficult. So hard. It's yeah. so hard to do. Yeah. And yet, um, we come from people that would take us to church. We sit for an hour and we listen. No phones, no, and we, we never even used to use our, our phone as a Bible. We used to use the actual pages of a Bible, yeah. and flip which we need through. to bring back. Yeah, bring back the paper. To, yeah, I think yeah. we need to bring that because sometimes you, 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 it, it removes from being, it removes from your concentration. Yeah, 
when you know you've got, I can simply say I'm reading the Bible, but I can just respond to this text. It just came in. Let me just, you know, Ooh, it's yeah. so easy to do that. <laughs> mm. So I think I'm leaning more to, you know. And then how do we, how do we listen to the still small voice yeah, if we're with all that noise? You're right. How do we how do we drown out the noise to yeah. to really get clarity on what the Lord's saying to us, what our husbands or wives are saying to us, exactly. what our friends are saying to us? Because what I'm getting is that people may be coming to church and sitting in service, but actually not really benefiting from what's happening because the attention span now is just so yeah. limited. Yeah. Um, actually, saw an article on Relevant Magazine where they were talking about how Millennials have discovered the art of how to make your messenger app look like you version. So it looks like you're reading the Bible in the in the service, but wow. you're actually you just to trick everyone. Bible. I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be. Surprised. I was. So I was with like skins and stuff. You you just you know make it look like it's the Bible app, but wow. it's a messenger. You can do that at work too. Anyway, uh, no, but I've but I've had that. I mean, I would I would come on the other side of saying. The, it, it, we're really in the inevitable of technology. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's not going away and yeah. it's only going to grow. Yeah. So we have a call as Christ followers, as people involved in church to say, either we're going to embrace the good and use this tool to, as a point of entry that to reach people that we would never reach otherwise um, to pull them into face-to-face -face relationship, or we're going to say, actually, it's just too dangerous, it's too confusing, and we're going to push it away. And I swing between both sides. Sometimes I'm like, I'm going to turn off my phone for a week. Yeah. And then I suddenly go, I think I'm too addicted. <laughs> and I think the truth is we're all addicted. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know we are. But if we genuinely tried to operate for not even a week, one day, mm. with our phone switched off, mm. I think we would want to look at it all when the time. When my battery runs out, mm. I'm relieved. That's a problem. Mm. Like when my battery runs out, I'll be like, oh, okay, I don't have battery anymore. But I feel more comfortable. Yeah. I feel like I can engage in what's actually happening mm, exactly. because my phone is off. It's. I feel like um, I'm more to, you know, everything in moderation. Yeah. Mm. Um, Which is biblical. Yes, yes. But at the same time, we need to go well, back not to everything in moderation. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know what I mean? You know, you know what I mean? Like healthy things in moderation. I think what exactly. matters. Healthy things in moderation. I think what matters is where we're, you know, like we don't know what matters anymore. Yeah. And I think in spite of all the things that are there, like all the apps, all the whatever, you know, the noise, it's important for us to go back to what matters. And I think if we're going to make a positive impact in the communities we, we live in or the families we are from or schools or whatever, we need to go back to the basics of an actual relationship, mm. which, yes, technology can be an entry point, yeah. but everything in moderation. Almost everything in moderation. <laughs> um, it's an entry point. Yes, I can text. I can send a Bible verse. I can do this. Yeah. I can also send dirty jokes. I can also, you know. Yeah. So in moderation, it will be, okay, I, I can app you or I can be online. I can do all of this. Yeah. But at the same time, we should value human interaction. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, the way, the rate at which we're going 
in 20 years, I don't think we will need to actually see each other. Yeah. We won't. We'll I've have holograms. Best, yeah, we'll, we'll just pop holograms. up as a hologram. Yeah. And I've got a best friend who's in San Francisco. I speak to her every day. There's, if she lands today, she will know what I did and what I had for breakfast. You know, yeah. if I land there today, I will know everything <laughs> and everybody. I will be like, oh, that's that, that, that's this. You know what I mean? Because we're constantly FaceTiming. We're constantly like, you know, yeah. um, that human interaction, the idea of holding her hand is, is becoming a concept that's like, oh, you know, when it happens, it'll happen. But it's not, but which is important because when you look at somebody, when you hug somebody, your, your, your body language, the way you smile, the way you react when they speak, the small things that your face does when you are acknowledging that they have done a great thing is important for another human being to, to acknowledge or to recognize because it's that feeling that they'll remember from the whole conversation or from the whole experience which I think only comes back to us when we take the time to actually have personal relationships with people. And I, I think I, I agree. And um, hmm, they just have so many levels <laughs> that you can go with on all of this. Um, I have a friend, a good friend of mine. Well, one of them is around, the twins. Mm -hmm. So I guess I kind of look at them as though they're one person. Maybe a bad thing. But... Friends for since grade three, we've been friends, but we've mostly been in different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. So, were it not for similar things FaceTime, mm. Facebook, technology, all of that, mm -hmm. that relationship would have deteriorated if we used the old system of things. It would have yeah. deteriorated mm -hmm. years ago. So, much like you and your friend, it's not like we don't have a relationship, it's a strong. Mm very deep and relationship. the technology actually helps it's, maintain it's that. It's maintaining it. And, and um, yes, the physical, like, actually being in the same space mm. cannot be replaced. I don't think that can yeah. actually yeah. ever really be replaced. But there's the side of it that without the technology, mm. uh, the relationship probably would have died as well. Mm. And I think there are other relationships with people who we don't know. Let's say I were talking earlier about maybe, like, T.D. Jakes or something. I don't have a relationship with him, but then mm -hmm. because of technology, mm. I can hear, I can see, I can engage. Mm -hmm. um, my church um, has uh, streams, the Sunday morning service. And, and, and before you go there, that's definitely another problem where someone might say, hey, why do I need to go to church? Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that's definitely a problem <laughs> that will yeah. be there. But I've had scenarios where uh, I've, called a friend and said, hey, where you at? I didn't see your church today. And said, I was really sick, but I streamed the service and I was able to watch it from home. Great benefit. So I'm saying, yeah. okay, look, there's, there's yeah. both sides. Yeah. And sense. moderation, I think, is mm. very important. Mm. Are we moderating? Are we actually using all these tools, mm. though? Are we offering these yeah. things for those who use them? And, and, we, and I suppose it's, the Lord is sovereign over technology. 
Yeah. And he, he'll bring his gospel through it, which is so exciting. So, you know, it's easier than ever to reach unreached people groups with mm-hmm. Bibles on flash drives, with, yeah. it, it, you know, the, the way that we can get the truth of the gospel out is just so much easier with technology. We're seeing people at Harvest who find us on Google, um, get in touch with us on Facebook, and we've got automated messenger responses, and then yeah. I'll get to yeah. them. Um, and then we're seeing them come to church and then respond and say, hey, I visited a church. I didn't fill in a card. Um, but but I would love to find out about small groups. And you, you can find this point of connection prior to face-to-face, yeah. um, managing church teams with, with WhatsApp groups. Yeah. And, and th- there's massive benefit, incredible benefit for the gospel to move forward. And I think you're right. It's just managing that and it's monitoring it and, and, and making sure that it's not the only thing yeah. that we care about. Yeah. We, we want to see both. We want to see real friendship and community. We want to see the digital world that we live in marry the two together yeah. for the yeah. greatest good for the Lord. Yeah. So I think let's get to that because what I'm getting is that it kind of seems like the way we did church before is kind of like gold in mm. the sense that it's, it fosters a sense of community, um, deeper relationships, and, and it was structured that way because I guess some of the technology that we have now wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So it allowed them to have church structure mm-hmm. that way and it kind of feels like maybe it's not something that we may need to break mm-hmm. but maybe to improve on yeah mm-hmm. but Definitely. now yeah Definitely. exactly yeah. but now how do we then um get people number one to appreciate the old style the current style mm-hmm. of you know the way church is structured and also how do we then also add on the benefits of technology mm. without breaking it, without breaking this kind of mm-hmm. style, but actually improving it. Mm. I guess that's where the challenge is because you yeah. have people because of technology who have short time spans. Mm-hmm. So to some people, they'll tell you that, look, a 40 minute sermon is just going to be too much for too me. Much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, but then how do you get that person to appreciate the value of a 40 minute sermon? Or do you then now adapt and say, okay, we're going to do it in bite sized chunks and mm. do five minute uh, little because they're the Twitter generation so mm-hmm. they're limited to 140 mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. so if you go yeah. beyond that eh, it's gone it's, it's gone <laughs> I think um, education is important um, it's important to educate people on the benefits as well as the disadvantages because um, we all got into this without knowing you know what I mean? We yeah. just thought it was the cool thing to do to have a cell phone. Yeah. It started off with a microwave, for Pete's sake. Yeah. It was like, you know, a <laughs> microwave, instant, ding, yeah. then you have your food. So we all thought we are doing the right thing. But um, apparently, if you stand in front of a microwave and, you know, this and that, it does this to your ovaries or blah, 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 radiation, this, mm-hmm. things that we mm-hmm. had no idea. You know, same thing with cell phones. They say if you sleep with your phone next to your bed or some some radiation thing Mm. or, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Education is important. We got into this and we're already in it. But we need to stop and actually analyze conversations like this assist. I think it's important for people to have the pros and cons of it all before for example um let's say i have a child um she's probably 13 she's asking for a cell phone i will say listen this is it okay 
Once you get into this world, you're going to have this phone, you're going to have this, you're going to want the latest phones, you're going to want the latest apps, you're going to want this, these apps get you to do this, these ones do this, these ones, you know, you will probably, you can teach me, right, about most of the stuff that's coming out. However, um, it's important to teach her that the, the what, you know, what matters. Okay. At the end of the day, IT, garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. You know, so if you spend most of your time, we all have 24 hours. If you spend most of your time just scrolling through Facebook, you will have nothing to say in a conversation because all you will say is, oh, did you guys see um, this happened and Beyonce this? And that's all mm. you will have. Mm -hmm. So that's all you will be able to produce. Hence, if you take your time and use the same application to read the Bible or to communicate something positive to somebody else or to encourage somebody else who's going through a tough time, things you will reap more. So education is important. The same thing that can help you is the same thing that can break you. So that education has to be provided to those that are just being born and, you know, these kids have phones at five and they'll tell you, I want a tablet. What's a tablet? Yeah. Oh, I want to play games. What kind of games? SpongeBob and this and that. Why? We used to play with stones and sticks and stuff outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it made sense to us. But what makes sense to these kids is a cell phone. And <clears throat> some parents actually find it easier when a child is screaming to just and the cell It is so much easier. <laughs> extremely easy. It's extremely easy. And that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. Because at the end of the day, you easier. need your sanity to be able to work and provide for this child who is screaming and you can't sleep. Mm -hmm. And if they want to play whatever game they want to play, listen, take the cell phone one hour and then you give me back my cell phone and you go to bed. That whole hour of a child's mind that is developing is going to know everything about the iPhone before, you know, before you do the owner who has the money to buy it. Well, yeah. One thing um, that uh, I'll, I'll just give on the tech side yeah. of church um, that I've been thinking through and also I've been sharing is, you know, on the, on the positive side, when you look at a church website, social media, Facebook, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's the one thing that a church has that's open 24 hours a day. Yeah. So, for instance, we're at a high school and people can actually come to the church for an hour and a half on Sunday. Mm -hmm. They could come to our offices, eight to five. Mm -hmm. But if as a church you see technology as something that can reach people and people can find you 24 hours a day, it's of huge benefit. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you treat your website as saying, well, this is open 24 hours a day and we want when people look on it, we want them to be impacted by Jesus. And they can look at our Facebook and look at our Instagram and those sorts of things 24 hours a day. Um, may not be healthy that there aren't 24 hours a day. <laughs> but but, 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 but as, a, as a church, if you look at the benefits of technology, you yeah. can now take advantage of hours in the day and times in the day that you never would have been able to before. Yeah. So it's just something to think on as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. And while you're at it, Craig, uh, what do you think about how we then um, balance between, you know, making the church attractive enough for people to engage and mm. actually then, you know, consume the substance mm. of what we're delivering as a church, the, the core message of the church, mm. and, you know, getting them hooked on and they actually then focus on the things that we're using to attract them and not mm. actually focusing on Jesus. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. They how see do the, we, the how do we balance that? Yeah. Mm. Rather than yeah. the message see, that they yeah. see the exactly. they'll see the the large screens, they'll see the lights, mm. but how do they get yeah. how do and, they and get I suppose Jesus that's maybe what that? Yeah, yeah, and that's maybe what you said before is I think if we see everything that we do through um the lens of Christ, mm. if we are, are putting through what we preach and how we speak to people and the email that we're sending on MailChimp yeah. and the the picture with the verse that we're posting on Instagram, yeah. if we look through all of it saying, Lord Jesus, we want everything that we do to speak of you. Mm-hmm. We want every little thing from our personal connections at church to the way that we preach, to how we do community, to how we do social media. We want every aspect to be you. Then I think God's obviously going to work. You yeah, know, if, yeah. he, if he's speaking through it. So I would say that the key one is really resting on him, is yeah. really asking him for wisdom and just saying, Lord, this is the world we live in. We want balance, as you mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. We, but, and we, we want to honor you in the process, but we want to reach as many people as we can for the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And please show us how to do it because we will definitely get it wrong and we'll definitely get addicted. Mm-hmm. And we'll, you know, if we, we, without your help, we're going to fail because we can't do anything in our own strength. Yeah. And I think it's important yeah. you had said prior, like in your introduction of mm. yourself, you said that re- um, um, you aspire to get people to live the best, their best lives. Mm. I think um, that is very important, the, the quality is always above the quantity. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think the quality is important. So that's why I'm also very big on, like I said, relationships. Yeah. Getting to know mm-hmm. somebody because in that relationship will someone be able to say, listen, I've got this problem and I don't know how to, you know. And then mm-hmm. it becomes, it becomes, mm-hmm. you know, something that we can rely on to mm-hmm. actually continue to push um, the message, to continue mm-hmm. to, 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 to make sure that it, every person around us is living their best life. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's yeah. Oh, all right. Interesting <laughs> discussion. We can go on and on and on, but yeah, we have to bring it to a close now. And yeah, just uh, biscuits. <laughs> you got something quick to say? Uh, well, I don't know. Um, as people change, we need to keep up with the way they change. But we have to remember that God, Jesus is constant. Yeah. That is not changing. Yeah. And if we can find a way to deliver that same message, mm. um, whichever way people are hearing it now, mm-hmm. then let us do it. Yeah. But mm. with wisdom, of course, because mm. we can be corrupted by the root as well. Mm. Okay. I'd like to think that if the second coming happened tomorrow, I feel like Jesus would open a Twitter account. Hmm? Maybe, maybe hey, man, Instagram and say, hey, I'm here. Follow yeah. him that way. Yeah. Guys, let's go. You know what his first tweet would be? Come, follow me. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like. Um, cool. and, and, but we really do need to think about the heart behind it because uh, it is so easy to get lost mm. in technology. I have my Bible on my uh, phone. My, my pastors really don't like that. But I've got both. Um, and I listen to an audio Bible like all day and even just leave it playing when I sleep sometimes. It's kind of entertaining. Yeah. And I've got music playing all the time. But that does not always mean I'm paying attention. Mm. That doesn't really mean it's sinking in. Mm. That doesn't mean I'm changing at Mr. all. So that technology, great. But we need to find a way of putting relationship into that. And I think that's what we're hearing mostly today. But... Let's have our guests 
give their last words? <laughs> Uh, not not too much from me. Uh, I just want to say the reason we're in this podcast is because you guys at Radiant Culture are trying to utilize technology for the yeah. gospel. Yeah. So yeah. I, I want to say well done. And I, I, I think it's something that you're sort of the front runners in Zimbabwe, as it were. And, and I pray it grows and we do more. And uh, otherwise, to, to everyone listening, um, I would just say keep Jesus the main thing, keep the main thing, the main thing, yeah. uh, and keep asking him for wisdom yeah. and, and, and he'll lead and he'll direct. And we, we just want to see people changed. Great. Mm. Um, I would say, um, no matter what happens or no matter which side you're on, whether you're from an Orthodox church or mm. a Pentecostal church, whether you believe in um, technology assisting or not, I think, um, it's important to know why you do what you do. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So good. And it's, in, it's important to know who, who you are and whose you are. Mm. Yeah. So at the end of the day, anything can come and go. Just have that space, even if it's five minutes, even if it's 10, even if it's an hour to, um, you know, reverence God. Yeah. Whether it's in song, whether it's in a small prayer, whether it's in, because that's, you know, that's the relationship. Mm-hmm. Whether it's five minutes a day or it's two hours a day, that's your relationship. Don't stop cultivating your relationship with God. Mm. So wow. good. That's great. Yeah. So and, and for me, the thing that I'm getting the most here is that it's not necessarily the way we do church. It's, it's pretty much the way we are approaching things and mm. the perspective that we have. If, we, if our focus is on Jesus, mm. um, no matter if we're going to not have any bands or whatever, I will still find the the, the edification in in, mm. in in whatever we do mm. as a community, and even if we throw in technology there, if my focus is Jesus, I will still benefit. So it comes down to the individual. Mm. It's not about us really changing the structure. We can change it. We can put you know, but there'll still be if if my heart's not right and if my focus is not right, mm. I'm still not going to get the benefit. Mm. Mm. Thank you very much, guys. It's not been awesome. Thank you. I so will much definitely have you guys back. Thanks so much. I appreciate yeah. it. It's been it's been good, guys. Uh, from Kent, that's all. From the biscuit, you can take a bite again next week. <laughs> <laughs> we out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.